Thank, Thank you, you for, for another 1K this is my conversation. Part. This is my part. Thank you for another 1K episode. We got a lovely guest, a fellow Montreal-based creator and PR specialist. Goes by the name of Aaliyah, at more of Aaliyah. Make sure to tap in. We got into a lot of aspects of content creation, the legality behind collaborations and content making. Um, we got into a lot of <laughs> a lot of differences in um, reality television, some funny stories as well. Yes, um, what else tips for beginners. Tips for young, young content creators. Content creating, yeah. all of that. Got into a lot, so make sure to stay sticked on to the ride with us. Tapped in, we here, we here. You are now tuned in to the Gifted Gap. We here. Hello. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, Elio. We got a we got a great guest. You look good today. Oh, thank you. No worries. Where's the Where's the fit from? Um, the Bay actually. It's the collab. That I'm doing yeah. releases tomorrow. That you're part of. Yes. Talk about that. What the heck? Shout out to you. Congrats. <laughs> why why you. you say that so humbly? That's that's big. Shit. Yeah, you know, it's I'm working with the Bay again for the second time. Uh this time it's on clothing, so I'm really excited. And uh they have a new campaign that I unfortunately can't talk about okay, because yeah. I signed an NDA, but it releases tomorrow. I will be posting a picture tomorrow. That's what's up. So you can look forward to that. <laughs> how'd you so how'd you get how'd you ink that? How did that um, happen? Honestly, TikTok. TikTok. Just showing up on the app on TikTok and, you know, commenting on videos and just being myself. And one day I got an email and it's actually for a hair collab, which was a little bit different because I didn't really talk about my hair. I mostly talk about like skincare, beauty, a little bit of fashion. Um, and the hair video actually did really well. So they reached back out to me for clothing. So, yeah. I How'd like you, the sage, you know. I was gonna say it's it's a it's a like a very tonal look. Like yeah. it's not a hard black, hard white. Like yeah. it's and I like I think that's gonna be the, the, the thing for the summer. Mm -hmm. And it's been around for a minute, but I like it. Yeah, and I like how you can like dress it up, dress yeah. it down, you know. So Yeah. That's yeah. good. That's what's up. I like your sweater. I appreciate it. This is this is just freaking. We're kinda unique. giving the this same vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out shout out sweater. Sweater season still. Yes. I know summer wants to come around the corner, but I'm outside, so. You're outside this summer. I'm outside. <laughs> outside. Goodness. Well, I mean, nah, a lot of people are going to be outside. We got some mm -hmm. great things going on this summer. Rolling Loud, you yes. know, Caravana's back. I probably, I'm not going to be in the parade. Um, wow, really? Yeah, no, nah, I'm too old for that. Too, too old? old that. Yeah, I'm just, I, please. There's going to be kids. There's like 18-year-olds going to that now. Like, what am I doing there? I mean. I'll, I'll go to the events after, but. You know, you're going. I don't know. For me, it's just the costumes itself. Like, I don't know if I like yeah. the style of the costume. So that's yeah. where my head is at. But I'm trying to be outside. I'm trying to have fun. I heard they're charging like a thousand for certain costumes. Yeah, for frontline costumes, about a thousand dollars. I think backline <sighs> is still pretty much in like the three fifty, four hundred range. But yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's not when I did mass. Mine was about three fifty. Yeah, four ish. But um, would you pay a rack for that? I wouldn't. You know what, though? I would if it was in the Caribbean. Like, if I was in, you know, Trinidad, Barbados, Jamaica. I, mean, I don't even think Jamaica has. Yeah, mass, like St. Lucia. Yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. overseas, like, for sure, I feel yeah. like it's worth it, the quality. But I feel like in Toronto, I wouldn't. It's not I'm going to stay to but the yo, back this, line with the feathers. This <laughs> one might be crazy, though, because it's been the first one in, like, three years. You know what? It's giving disorganized. <laughs> I don't know. Like, for me, I feel like I, I'm a little weary about that. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be organized. And yeah. then... The whole pandemic, mask, mask on. Like, I don't want to be oh. chipping down the road with imagine a mask on. Imagine trying to shoot your shot on someone. And all you can see his eyes. Oh, <laughs> it's risky, too. It is. It's risky. It's vibes and it's eyes. vibes and eyes. Shit, <laughs> vibes, <laughs> vibes and eyes. Not real shit. Really real shit. It's terrible. It's terrible. You can't shoot your shot. You don't even know what you're looking at right no. now, man. It's like shooting on a moving rim. Like, how do yeah. you do that? Um, <laughs> but no, like, I think... Uh, one place that I'm interested in going to is the UK. I've been talking about that for a minute. I heard their festival is crazy. Notting Hill? Yes, Notting Hill. I've been trying to go. I've been to the UK before. Yeah. Um, never been to that carnival specifically, but yeah, I'm trying to go there. When did you go? I went for school, actually. It was like my grad trip. We, oh, went, we went to London, Paris, uh, Switzerland, Germany. Yeah. We were just bouncing around yeah i'm i'm actually kind of envious i'm trying to i'm literally trying to that's my goal this summer i'm travel. telling all my friends just just telling it and making it like just putting it on paper yeah just yeah. traveling in general manifest it all yeah as you know i'm going to jamaica I'm excited for you that you mean we yeah, please <laughs> please we're going to jamaica please <laughs> leave you at the airport <laughs> um no nah, i'm doing that for for family so i'm doing that and then um i gotta I, so every summer i like to go like and explore canada mm. 
Like, I haven't been going to school here for the past four years and shit. But, um, yeah, I'm going out west, trying to do Vancouver as usual. And, um, yeah, just the UK, really. That's my plans. But, yo, outside is expensive. It's expensive. I tweeted that the other day. I said, this summer is going to cost me, like... (sighs) Can we go back to uh, 2019? <laughs> can we go? Can we go back to like 60 cent gas prices? Oh my gosh! You know what I'm saying? Like, what's what? What? Why can't we have that? It's it's not given. It's not. <laughs> I know it's so sad. Like, where is the money yeah. going? Just right out my hands. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, and like that's the thing about adulting. Like me now, finally being away from home. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that I had to take into account that I never had before, right? There's okay, a lot of things like when what? you're at now home. Now you're scaring me, like what? No, nah, like when you're at, like little things, like okay. toilet paper, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Making sure there's enough paper towel on the counter when people yeah. come over when you need it. Wash, like just little things. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, my mom was doing all this? Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her. Like that's, 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 a, she's a superwoman, honestly, not only for that, for a lot of things, but when you, when you move out and become your own adult, I like to call it adulting. There's some yeah. things that are different, you know what I'm saying? And for you, like, you, you, you're you, not even from here. Yeah, I was right? going to say, I, I didn't really, I don't have that experience fully, but yeah. something similar, like, I'm, you know, born and raised in Montreal. I moved here, I think it could be maybe going on seven years now. <sighs> yeah, it feels long, but I feel like I still don't know Toronto, like, fully. It's so weird, but, yeah, like, I I still live at home, but I yeah. have my own little space where I feel like it's mine. So I get you on the whole having to buy this and this and that. Especially, I'm the only daughter as well, so I feel like it's a different vibe, you mm, know, yeah. just adulting, but also not really living at it's, home. It's, I'm by myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it, it definitely uh, it was hyped up. Yeah. Adulting was very hyped up. There's a part of me that, I, like, as a kid, I wish I kind of enjoyed those experiences a little bit more because yeah. I always wanted to be older than I was. I always hanged around people that were older than me. I wanted to grow up very fast. And so, you know, yeah. if I had to tell myself one thing, and if I had to, if I had to talk to my 15-year-old self, I'd say, yo, just enjoy this a little bit more. You know what I'm mm. saying? Because this adulting thing, I don't know. Do you feel that way? How I do you feel, feel that way. I feel like if I could, because I'm 26, so yeah. if I could tell my 20, like, I think I would be proud of myself. Yeah. I feel like it, you know, like I moved away from home risk. That is a risk. I pivoted in my career, trying something new. Um, and that's just really been flourishing for me. So I feel like myself, my younger self would, would be proud. But I definitely agree with you on like yeah. you know, adulting fast, like trying so, to make it happen fast. So I remember you, you you spoke about this previously, but what brought you to Toronto? Um hmm, a little embarrassing. <laughs> okay basically basically one of the main reasons i would say is just growing up a lot of people in montreal saw toronto as like the new york it's really crazy (laughs) i know it's so embarrassing but we really did we really did i'm not i'm not gonna speak for everyone i'm gonna speak for people okay including myself where we saw toronto as like if you wanted to make it or you want to do something if you wanted to you know just get out of your comfort zone Toronto is where you want it to be and it was just quicker to do that in Toronto so I already kind of had the idea of moving here I had you know my dad here still um it's close to Montreal so if if I ever needed to go back home I could and then I was also playing basketball so yeah you're a hooper yeah I was (laughs) oh my goodness so I was like okay I want to come here I want to play basketball and um yeah everything just 360 like one year in, I was like, I want to go back to Montreal. Yeah, I can do it. I was like, I don't know anybody. Like it was just weird at first, um, but I feel like I adjusted quickly. Yeah, that that first like those first couple months moving anywhere yeah. is, is is tough, right? Mm-hmm. No matter if you know people or not. Like for me, I could relate to that. I went out west and moved to Alberta to Edmonton. Yeah. This is a summer that was completely new to me. I knew some people there. Like I used to hoop with a couple of my uh, with my my teammates at the time. I used to hoop with them back in Toronto because mm-hmm. they were from there. So I had some connections there, but just in general, moving there was a is a bit of a culture shock. I'm sure for you, it was probably the same. Montreal has that French aspect as well, too. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. When I hear Alberta, I'm like, what is there to do Yo. out there? Actually, no. Give it. You have to give it a chance, though. I promise you. Yeah. You've been to Calgary before. I've never been. Edmonton. Oh, or, oh actually, I have for an exchange, but I, I wouldn't say like I really was submersed into like yeah. the fun stuff there. Go to Cal- like Calgary has this one thing called the Stampede. That sounds boring. I promise. I promise you. Listen, I promise you. That is probably it's one of the funnest things I've done out there. Um, I was there last year actually, and one of my homies who's from here moved out there like full time, found work. It pays well. There's no yeah. there's no PST, right? The cost of living is cheap. Housing is cheap, and then just in general, aside from that, like being out there, you have the mountains, so you could hike whenever. You, like, I, it yeah. felt like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like it felt like you don't get that here. 
just flat lands. It's true. You know, people are going to Hamilton calling it a hike. <laughs> what are we doing? Tell that to what a real Albert. Tell that to a, someone in Edmonton or Cal. They're going to laugh at you. But in general, I'm like, this is somewhere I can visit. It's mm-hmm. cool. I never lived there. It's mad cold, but this is somewhere I can, you know. Yeah, one day. In. It's I mean, definitely on the bucket list for me. Yeah, yeah. Where else is on the bucket list? I'm going to Portugal in June I'm with my friends. Shit. Yeah. I'm going for um, Afro Nation. Oh, so shit. So straight Afro beats. There's a couple of Caribbean <sighs> artists as well, dancehall yeah. artists. So um, I do a lot of girls trips with my friends. Um, last time we went to Costa Rica, we went on a cruise. We've been to Jamaica. We went to Barbados. So I yeah. plan a lot of those like little trips. And uh, this was actually planned since like 2019. Yeah. But because of the pandemic, you know. Those cruise ships, I'm not, I, I'm not totally on board with him. Why? I know it's a little punny, but, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just feel like, cause how, like, yeah, they're enjoyable. Okay. Right, but you're on a boat for majority of the time, right? You're in, you're in water. But I feel like you forget that, cause I feel like you there's do? a lot going on. There's like the casino, there's like a club, like all you can eat, like food, unless you want to pay for stuff. But you know, you never watched Titanic. I have, but I can swim. <laughs> <laughs> I can swim. Yeah, no, nah, you got to be real bold to go on those things and not know how to swim. Yeah. That's that's a different level of confidence you have in, yeah. in what's going on here. That's different. And, you know, mm-hmm. majority of black people don't know how to swim, so. It's, it, there's got to be a stat on that somewhere. Yeah. There's got to be a stat on that somewhere. So um, I want to get back into the, the influencing aspect of what you do. You know, you're known, and I've seen this, you, you, you call yourself this a micro-influencer. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> um, it's funny because I feel like there's a little bit of a difference between, like, what an influencer is and a content creator, and I think a lot of people forget that. I feel like as a content creator, you know, you know how to, of course, edit your videos. You know how to, you know, um, do Photoshop. And, like, you know, there's, you're always Adobe. expanding. Yeah. yeah, you're sort of like your profile. Um, I think for influencing, it's just you're working with brands predominantly either posting on your socials or theirs. Um, so I feel like there's a little bit of a difference. And I call myself a micro-influencer mostly because of the fact that um, following plays a, a huge part in being a creator and influencer. So being a micro-influencer means that I'm just a smaller influencer mm-hmm. um so i feel like it's just more of like a humbling thing for me did you did you make that up i didn't i did it where'd you get that from um just being submersed in i feel being like online <laughs> I, I like i i understand what you're saying but yeah. i, I kind of don't like it yeah you're you're yeah. you're an influencer in that aspect you there's mm-hmm. people that are on your page becoming influenced by that yeah they're getting ideas they're getting inspired by what you're doing yeah. and i like that about it but the like i understand where it's coming from because obviously you're not working with the Adidas's and the the Lulu's or whatever you want to work with yet. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But you're still working with some big companies. Like, shit, the Bay. What are you talking about? Yeah. You know, it's true. What you're you right. Yeah, like, you know, I have a friend who's always telling me, like, why don't you just call yourself an influencer? And I feel like for me, it's not necessarily um, my goal to, like, influence people. But I want people to, like, be a part of something that I'm doing. So mm-hmm. if I'm sharing something online, like, I want you to be a part of that experience. Because um, for me personally, it's not really... My goal is not for you to be sold and, like, to just run away. Like, yeah. I want you to be able to be a part of, like, what I do and what I post. So that's why, uh, for a big part of it, I call myself a creator because I feel like I'm, like, yeah. creating a, like, space, an experience versus just, like, trying to sell you something. Yeah. You know? No, and that's I, it. I can see that, though. Yeah. You know, even before even even meeting you and, and having work with us at the Gifted Gab, I can see you, you, you did a good job of, of, of building, not to use the buzzword of community. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves using that nowadays. But you've done a good job of creating that space where people can kind of be influenced with each other but share ideas and, and have this, I don't know what to call it, like not even like a culture. It's like this, Yeah. what would you call it? I like, think, you know I think the word say? you're looking for is maybe an aesthetic. Aesthetic, yes. I think that's what it's it an is. Aesthetic. You have mm-hmm. that aesthetic. And I like, it's crazy because I'll try to, I'll try to like, I'll look at your page sometimes yeah. and I'm like, how the hell did she do that shit? <laughs> You have a camera and a tripod, but you're making mm-hmm. it look like you have like this type of production like here in the studio, like an actual team. Yeah. What's your secret? Honestly, I feel like a lot of it is as I go. And I think that's why a really big part of um, making my, my recent video about like all things content creation is because I wanted to be able to be in this space for like more than 
three years, four years and be able to like tell people how to, how I did it mm-hmm. instead of just being like, yeah, like I started six months ago. Like I actually have some like real information cause I didn't have, I didn't have anyone to go to. I learned a lot of the things I learned like on the go. And so a big part of it is just content planning and, um, you know, working with brands and being able to sort of not make things too much of like ad, 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 mm-hmm. but like incorporating, you know, a bit of what I do and what products I love to use. And then, you know, here's an advertisement and then back to, you know, square one again. So, um, yeah, a lot of it is just planning out my feed. I use a lot of, um, different apps, creative apps, um, to look at my feed and sort of make things just work together. I want to ask, speaking on, on, on the aesthetic and, and collaborating with different companies. Um, how do you tread the line between authenticity and collaboration where you know, maybe deep down you feel the certain way about a product, about a brand, about an experience, but there may be a company that wants to collab with you on something else. Yeah. Um, and maybe you might not agree with how, do, like, how do you, how do you keep yourself true to what you believe in and authentic while working with these companies? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I think authenticity for me is like key, especially when it comes to like key messaging and like branding and stuff like that. I, um, I'm really big on making sure that whatever I'm doing, like it comes out of me first. So if, you know, a brand is looking for like a hair care line, I'm not just going to sit there and just talk about the hair care. I'm going to talk about why I personally like it. Mm. And a lot of the times when you're working with brands, like you sort of have like this use period. So I'm able to try out the products first, um, before signing any contracts or anything like that. And I'm really big on not sharing anything I wouldn't use personally. <laughs> and I know a lot of people are like, they're for the money. I'm for the money, but at the right cost, you know, yeah. and at the right things that I'm giving to people the, and showing people. The cost isn't always financial. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for me, it's all about, you know, me actually really loving a product enough to share it with um, an audience. Yeah. And that's how you build, that's how you build that, uh, that trust. Yeah. You know, I've asked you, I've asked you questions about how do you build trust when, when you're dealing with, with, branding and things like that for the gift to gab purposes obviously but mm-hmm. i like what you just said there it's because you're not gonna promote things that you don't even believe in yourself no exactly so if i'm following you as a as as, as inspiration or as as a fan mm-hmm. of what you're doing i'm gonna know whatever you're putting out is some quality shit i know that's <laughs> it's that right. simple you know what yep. i'm saying <laughs> so before before we move this on how, how what got you started into influencing or what got you started into this 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 brand that you're in right now yeah so i actually had a youtube channel with my best friend um and it's very embarrassing so i'm not gonna say the name (laughs) it's so embarrassing but yeah like i kind of already knew that i really liked this space but um you know growing up i felt like for me the arts wasn't really a career like i just never saw it as a career no one ever even had to tell me that like my parents were never like you can't you know do anything that's like creative but I always saw like science and like math and all of that as like a career and a better career for me so I went straight into that you know wanting to be a physio and I was very close you know I was working at the hospital and I was doing all of that um but I found myself while I was at work sort of thinking about like things that I want to do creatively so like while I'm working with patients and stuff I'm thinking about all the stuff that I wanted to film and I started to realize, like, why am I in this space if I, it doesn't, like, fulfill me? It's not giving me passion or nothing like that. Yeah. And then I go home and I'm, like, all up in the wee hours, like, recording stuff. And I'm, Be like, nice. no, this is where I want to, like, yeah. make it switch, you know? So for me, I, I don't want to say it took the pandemic, but I feel like it took the pandemic for me to realize, like, am I really happy where I am? Like, do I want to continue into this field despite me studying for four years and paying tuition and you know what I mean like do I want to um but then I had to really look at the big bigger picture and I realized that like all skills are transferable so like whether I learned how to do something on a computer that's administrative skills Mm. you know if I pick up the phone all of a sudden like I'm a customer service rep you know what I mean like skills were like so transferable (laughs) so I used everything I learned and like that science and physio and I just basically took it over to like this PR side yeah. And really, it, it literally just went hand in hand for me. That's insane. Because yeah. normally, normally a transition from one field to another, especially two Jurassic fields, take take a while. I know. You know, it takes a bit of grinding. It does. And you know what? While I'm in this field, and, you know, I actually start my first day next week, Monday. So Shout out to you. Yay, yeah, me. Shit. <laughs> hey, shit. Um, there's even, like, a lot of um, opportunities for healthcare to use PR. So mm. because I, you know, come from that healthcare background, I have that science background, 
um, it really isn't super different, you know, like I'm still learning something and taking that over into PR. Yeah. Like there's certain aspects of, of math and stats that you use when editing. Yeah. Right. Knowing timestamps mm-hmm. and things of like that. Mm-hmm. And even like media monitoring, just being able to like look at things and take out messages and, yeah. you know, being able to do all of that and, and knowing math comes in for research as well. And yeah. so I, I feel like you know, it worked out in, like, the best way. (laughs) Yeah, and I like what you said. I like, I want to take it back to what you're saying about being in these these science and mathematician fields. Um, It reminds me of um, Robin Williams, RIP. He said on, it was on Dead Poet Society, the movie, he said that, um, you know, math, (laughs) science, and engineering, all these are noble pursuits, but art is what keeps us alive. Mm -hmm. You know, I think the world obviously requires people in these STEM fields to operate. We we need hospitals, right? We need engineers. We need these things. But when it comes to arts, what we're doing here, what you're doing, um, I, I brought on a guest the other day who's a photographer. He has galleries. Shout out Spooky. These things are what um, ultimately inspire other people. Yeah. They keep a lot of us alive. They keep us invigorated. And, and they keep us expressive. Exactly. You know, And that's why I like, I like bringing on creators like yourself because you get it. <laughs> it's that simple. You get it. And that's- you understand the value in what arts can do. Exactly. Like for me, I think it's really also just a community. It feels different. I feel like when you show up in this in these type of spaces, people are willing to kind of share and, and really just be able to work with you and network with you versus um, more of the science jobs where it's just like you go to work and you come back home. Yeah, it's pen like, and paper, you know, nine to five. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I feel like. That, that's what it was kind of bringing me, you know. Yeah. So that's why I love the idea of being able to make this a full time job. Um, and then also go back to school and, and use PR, um, to really just like enhance my skills. But yeah, like, I feel like I agree with what you, what you're saying. I think for the most part, a lot of people choose the sciences and stuff because it seems like a smarter idea, but you can actually really make great money as a creative. There is, the funny thing is there's a lot of engineers working at Tim Hortons. I'm being dead serious. There's a stat on that actually. Um, but it's calling this thing, people out. <laughs> nah, this is this, this a degree doesn't guarantee anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what we're sold. We're told that as a lie as kids, like and, and that you need this in order to get that. Yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan of education. I just graduated from U of A. I got my degree there. I'm complete. I'm, I'm like when I have kids, education first, of course. But what I will not tell them is that a degree is is a, a prerequisite for success. I think that's one of the biggest lies we're taught as kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's, it's changing now. And especially with our generation, like, yo, we can actually get a bag from this thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're getting a bag from what you're doing. And yeah. it's, it's, it's telling. I honestly think the key to success is like networking. Oh, that's what yeah. I think. Yeah, it is. Nah, I think it's literally yeah. being in spaces, introducing yourself. I know it seems like such a scary thing to do to walk in a space, but I feel like introducing yourself and seeing how, you know, you can help somebody and how they can help you. I feel like that is where you'll succeed. Yeah. And I'm a huge believer in education as well. Cause as I mentioned, like all skills, I feel like are transferable, but I think there's just the power of just saying hi and Same, just speaking up? to people. Cause you never know. That's kind of like how we met. Right. Facts. That's literally yeah. it. And look at, look at us today. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. No, it's yeah. positioning. Yeah. Positioning. Just putting yourself out there and just, Saying hi and networking yeah. and using LinkedIn. I think a lot of people don't really use LinkedIn as a I'm tool. one of those guys. I need to yo, listen, I know you told me, listen. You I gotta get on LinkedIn. I'm slacking on that. Yeah. I, I saw somebody announce a pregnancy on there the other day. I'm like, that's the kind of app that it's changing into. Like it's becoming the new Facebook. <laughs> that's what it's seeing. Would you <laughs> I mean I would never do it though, but I'm just like, okay, y'all are just out here just it's not on. even that career app no more. Hold on, what? Yeah, a whole baby. Very proud, you know. <laughs> How does that? A whole child. Let me let me just take let me just take it back a little bit. How does a pregnancy help with yeah. business? Because now the app is no longer like how to get a job and how to do this and you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's literally becoming the new Facebook. People are on there announcing things other than jobs, you Damn. know. So I'm actually behind right You're now. You're behind. I need to get on that. You got to get on there. Mhm. <sighs> Yeah, and I'm starting to realize, too, like, adulting is, like, spending a lot of time on those type of apps. It's wild. Yeah. Like. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree. As a kid, I used to look at LinkedIn, like, what is this piece of shit? Yeah, like, who's on here? Who's on there? Yeah. Oh, grownups? Yuck. Yeah. (laughs) What am I doing here? No, I like that, though. I like that. I'm going to take that. Um, I hope anyone that's listening to that could take this advice, too, because that's, you're you're right about the TikTok thing. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you're going to be right about that. So, Um, on the topic of micro-influencing. 
Is there any red flags you have with it? Um, red flags. When it comes to even collabing with businesses, or is there something that they might say that are just like, nope, I'm not doing that, or... I think as a red flag, it would be mostly the things that you don't know as a creator starting. I think for me, I've learned to not say yes to everything. And I think at the beginning stages, like I would most likely consider a lot of things because I feel like I need to build a resume. Yeah. And to, in order for me to build a resume, it allows me to kind of pitch the other brands and say like, hey, I've worked with these places before. Like, you're going to pay me my worth. Yeah. You know, like that for me was like building my resume. But now I realize like not everything I need, I don't need to say yes to. You know, I get some things and, you know, I look at the offer, I'm reading it. I'm like, okay, does this benefit me or does this benefit you? Because it really, sometimes it doesn't really do much for me. And I'm like, okay, like you want me to post this and post this, but I'm like, mm, what am you, I getting? yeah, what yeah. am I getting out of it? And also too, I like when, when brands sort of know what I do. So if you're pitching me on something like that's, I'm trying to think about something that's like, let's just say shoes. Okay. I don't talk about shoes. That's you don't see. What's the, do you have any of those situations where a brand I have? Came yeah, you? I've had a situation. Um, I had a, uh, a dildo situation. <laughs> I had a dildo company actually reach out to me. And mind you, I talk about like periods. I talk about, you know, I talk about women stuff. But I just feel like that's just different. You know, <laughs> so like, wait, when was this? This is recently, actually. What, what, what was the first thought that came to your mind? You, I was you thinking to myself, like, my mother is about to watch this shit. Like, if I were to really, like, oh, if the she money... follows you? My mom? Yeah. She yeah. follows you on IG? She oh, does. What would she your, say? Your mother doesn't follow you on IG? My mom does. My dad does, though. Okay. Yeah. What would she say? Both my parents follow me on IG. Shout out parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? I think if I told her and I tried to change the narrative, like, mom, they're paying. Like, it's good money. She'd probably be like... Yeah, I don't know, you know, like who's look who's watching. <laughs> I know she's gonna say that, yeah. but I feel like if I she supports me, you know, shout out to the moms, like you said, yeah. I feel like she supports me, so I feel like she would sort of make it make sense t for her. Yeah, but I feel like for me, like I've shot things in like bikinis before. Like I recently shot something for like Shea Moisture, and my dad was like, "Why are you up in this bathroom?" Mm. <laughs> He's like, "Why are you in the bathroom with yeah. the bikini on?" So it's like I feel like. For me, not necessarily it would be crossing the line, but I don't think I would go there in terms yeah. of promoting like, like a that type dildo. of content. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I like you know. It's just like no, no. Did did it? Did you consider it? I didn't. You didn't. Okay. I didn't. My okay. first thought again was like my mom, and then I was kind of thinking like, you know, I would promote things if if brands were to really look at the content that i yeah you know can't come out with but i feel like that was just not my yeah style. and you can tell when brands just do no research on who None. they're approaching for sure and that's one of the instances I, i've had brands like address me by the wrong name yeah hold on wait what do you mean like they'd be like hi helen and nah, i'd be nah, like nah, oh no 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 yeah and then they would follow up like i'm so sorry Aaliyah. so a lot of the times like i can tell like when an email is like personal auto yeah yeah okay, they like sense. copy and paste and they yeah. kind of go through like where the names are and it's like fill in the blanks you that know? person's getting written up whoever sent that <laughs> definitely getting caught up definitely getting brought up to pr right? for sure that's crazy so you, you're you talked about lines you know and as a creator you need lines you need you need boundaries um when it comes to what you're promoting, when it comes to what you're showing, like on my podcast, I have lines, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to be out here spewing hatred on people. Cause that's just not who I am. That's my line. Yeah. Right. What are some of yours? Yeah. So for me, um, when I'm working, I'll, I'll answer this question, I guess in like two parts, when I'm working with brands, um, there's something called key messaging. And so like, I would have to sort of use sort of key messaging in terms of what the brand of what it is the product that I'm promoting and then I kind of put in my own little like style into it you know so I kind of do a little bit of that but in terms of just like who I am um, when I am getting pitched to I like to say that I work with um, brands that are like more, mostly inclusive mm. um, and I also am really trying to work with places or brands that are a little bit more on the cruelty free side um okay. and just like a little bit more in like the sustainability side because i feel like that's an approach that a lot of people are taking now and i'm telling you you were talking about cancel culture they will cancel you real quick if i'm out here promoting a brand that's not sustainable trust me the comments it. will be flooded with you're gonna get a lot of vegans in the yeah gyms. yep and they come in hard it's They're like tough, yeah. yeah they like email each other on the side like this is the new one for the day oh man 
I, you're gonna you're gonna hit yeah, this. Yeah, you can't play. That's why you know what I learned about the other day actually, because um, a lot of the times when I'm working with brands, I have to read over a lot of contracts, and that's something else that I think is another red flag. People don't really teach you how to like sort of read over the fine lines. <sighs> and I learned the other day that if you are posting um, about a brand, and let's say for example, there are a bunch of people that did not like something, they can sue you for that. Wait, huh? They can sue you. So let's say, for example, like this red cup, right? So yeah. here's my promotion of this red cup. And um, I post about it. And it's, let's say it's a paid collaboration or a gift and collab. If let's say, for example, people are talking about, oh, you're you're using plastic. It shouldn't da-da-da-da. Cancel da-da-da. The brand can sue me. The brand can sue me. For, because of the reception it got. Exactly. And that's actually in the fine print of every contract that a lot of influencers are working with. But I think a lot of people don't know that. So I'm so grateful that I found that TikTok because a lot of things in a contract you can negotiate. Yeah. You know, so let's say, for example, I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to have full liability of this. You know, like give me like a percentage if something were to happen. I shouldn't have to pay this amount of money for like bad publicity. Yeah. You know, I shouldn't have to pay this amount of money for bad publicity. Yeah. So that's not well, the thing about reading is a lot of people don't read. No, a lot of people don't even know what they're they're getting into. Mm -hmm. And just in general, like, um, the amount of times, like, I even seen Twitter uh, and IG have to incorporate um, the COVID. Like, whenever when, if you share, like, an article on COVID, Instagram would be like, listen, you didn't, or Twitter would be like, you didn't read the article. Are you sure you still want to yeah. retweet this? So in those aspects, I kind of like that because people only see what's on the on the cover. They only yeah. read what's on, on face value. So I like, I like what you pointed out there because people do not read. Don't it's read. nuts, and being in your field, you need that. You need it. You don't know what. Imagine signing a contract saying, "Yeah, after this, you owe us fifty percent of the of the, of the funds that are accumulating with you, and you know you're signed to us for a five year deal. Yeah. Can't promote any other brand. Like those, are, those are scary things. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like mm -hmm. for me, like those are some things that I kind of look at. Like for me, when I'm reading a contract, I look at usage rights and ad rights. Usage rights. Yeah. So a little bit about that. What that is is again, I'm promoting this cup. And, you know, um, I give the video to the brand and they can actually use that video for ads. And Ooh. that's how they make money, right? And you get no royalties off I of that. I get nothing out of, off of that. Oh, and that's happened to me once. And I was like in the beginning stages of content creation. I realized that a video I was I posted was used for ads. I'd be so tight. Yeah, it was a story. Oh, my God. It was yeah. really bad. I had people sending me congratulations stuff. Damn. And the whole time I was kind of like, I don't want to tell them this because I feel like I shouldn't, you know, thank you so much for seeing the ads. Yeah. But I'm like, why is this brand, like, doing this? And I kind of read over and I was like, I didn't even, like, negotiate this. I didn't even uh, say nothing to it. So they're making money. Like, when I tell you that video got a million views on Facebook. Went viral? Yeah. And I got zero for it. Terrible. And you know what I did? I sent an email. And I was like, listen, I know this was in the contract, but I also never gave you rights to this. And they actually ended up paying me. You got a percentage. I did. Shout out to them. Yeah. And a shout out to me for yeah, not for fucking, you know, that. like I didn't just sit still and say, oh, well, who cares? There's a lot of people that would have sat back and just hugged that L. Yeah. And I sure. almost did that. You did? I almost did that because <laughs> I was like, am I really going to like email this place right now? And, yeah. you know, and try to see if I can fight for whatever it is. But I also feel like why not like try and I got money back from it, and I'm just like, all right. The worst thing that could happen yeah. is no. And it's always a yeah. lesson. So now yeah. going forward, I'm just like, you have rights, you don't have rights. Yeah. You want rights, you got to pay me for this. You got to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So nothing that's, comes free. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. What's I want to ask, what are like the bare, so for people that are listening to this that want to get into what you're doing, which is, as you like to call micro-influencing. I say, <laughs> I say influencing. I'm going to say influencing okay. just for you. <laughs> so for people that are getting into this this industry, what are some bare minimum requirements you need when starting this? Okay. And it can be anything from post-production to pre-production or, or who you need, anything. Okay. I feel like um, my number one would be to have interest in whatever it is that you're doing. Because I think a lot of people are really excited to start. They see that it works out so well for somebody and they're like, I want to do it too. But that's like the quickest way that you're going to burn out. Like you want to be passionate about it. You want to be passionate about posting. You want to be passionate about editing. You want to be passionate about creating, working with brands because you will burn out and you will not find it fun. And you'll be angry that brands are not reaching out. You'll be angry that your video posts are not doing well. Your engagement sucks. There's zero likes on this. You know, there's like something about having a passion that continues. You like want to continue to spark you. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. You want to keep going because at the end of the day, it's something that you're passionate about. So that would, I would say hundred percent that. And then I also want to just stress the fact that I want to stress the fact that you actually don't really need much to start. Like I started with my phone 
And, you know, it took me six months in until I realized, like, okay, maybe I wanted to invest in a camera. But, you know, your iPhone can help you out for a couple of months or whatever. So I would say, like, that's super key in starting out. Um, and, oh, my gosh, what else? I would say quality. And I think you learn quality as you grow. Quality is in the type of content you're producing or how it's filmed or? Literally a bit of both. Because, you know, a lot of times I remember starting off, like, I would I would probably see this blue background and say, yeah, cool, let me pose. Mm. You know, I'd be like, who cares? Like, mm. I could just pose behind this. And, you know, some people will make it work. But I think now what makes quality is, like, really looking at your background, really looking about how, like, what you're wearing is, like, in trend or, like, you know, it styles you perfectly. And, like, you know, you think about the weather. You're thinking about literally multiple things outside of just, like, creating content. Yeah. I feel like those are, like, the key three things because i realize now more than ever like when i'm shooting content i'm thinking about the weather i'm thinking about you know what can go with the outfit what can i style what about my hair like i think about everything yeah you don't realize that you think you can just post behind this blue thing until you see the picture and you're like oh shit oh, that's terrible this is yeah. and especially when you go down 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 yeah, to yeah. the early days in the feed and you're like oh god but that's this how is, this is the thing though when you look at your the earlier work and kind of cringe that means you're yeah. improving it's true it means your bar is raising a hundred percent lighting up. is huge yeah. like yeah, that's Wild. different. Um, so you obviously being a black woman yourself, you're in an industry that I look at as predominantly white, especially mm -hmm. being on YouTube. Maybe I'm mistaken. I don't know. I see a lot of creators there that aren't obviously part of that that BIPOC community. Yeah. Or I guess. But for you being in this space, what does being a, a black woman mean to you and the representation that it has? Yeah. Does it mean it doesn't mean anything? Do you do you do you do you value that aspect or is it something that you kind of um, always have in your back pocket knowing that this is this is what I am and this is what I bring to the space? Yeah, um, I can definitely say that whenever I do get invited to like influencer events or I'm invited to like showrooms and stuff, I do see a lot of white people. Uh. And, you know, I wish the space was a little bit more black, you know, and I think a lot of times more now than ever, especially with like Black Lives Matter, the whole movement, I think a lot of times brands are trying to move into that space where they're using more black people on their feeds and they're, you know, <laughs> collaborating with more black people. But even with all of saying all of that, there's still a pay gap. That's really oh, fucked up. That's terrible. There's still a Are you pay talking gap. about between between race, like black and white yeah. people or just between men and women? Literally or no, both. Literally I guess both, okay, really. But wow. mostly specifically like yeah. black women and, and obviously white women. Like there is still a pay gap. So it's not necessarily like um like having more black people in this space but it's also just when brands are reaching out to uh you know people of color it's probably on a gifting basis you know yeah. whereas they probably will take the leap in paying a white influencer you know the money and you know the engagement does a little bit better on their socials and that's why i love tiktok because i think on tiktok people can really show up as themselves and i think a lot of people now especially brands are using more like user generated content mm -hmm. which is just content that's just just chill. Yeah. It's not calculated. It's not, it's scripted. not forced. It's yeah. not scripted. It's just chill and relax. I like that. I like that. Because you feel like you're stepping inside their world. There's yeah. nothing fake about it. It's all authentic. I like that. Yeah. I, 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 that's the things that I gravitate to myself. And that's why I like having these type of conversations. I don't like having... I don't have a set of notes here and, and guidelines I have to follow. I, you're not signing any contracts. Yeah. Like it's just literally you step in, you be chop it up. Yeah. It's literally that simple. And that's what I like about it. But yeah, that's that's. I like how you said that... that brought up that pay gap thing yeah that's just that's a serious issue um mm -hmm. one of my classes i took in university brought up the the idea of double discrimination being a black woman those are two things that are often discriminated against in our society being a woman and being black so stepping go. into that space now um what you're doing means more than you're doing things that mean more than just yourself you're representing more than just yourself and you know that yeah and i love that yeah i love how you said that because that's exactly what it is you know, like being a woman, I think obviously is beautiful. I'm very grateful. Very, lo I love being a woman. <laughs> but I think like, you know, there is sort of this misconception in terms of creating content where, you know, I want to post certain things, but I feel like how people may perceive it is just different. And I think as a woman, engagement is just a little bit harder um, because I find that when you're posting majority of them are like men if that makes sense when post posting for like what do you mean the audience yeah so for yeah oh. for the audience so let's say for example i'm just like posing in a dress right and 
um, a lot of the times, like what brands look for is the, the ratio between men and women. Mm. And I think it's really important that, you know, the, the ratio is more women than men. But as a woman, sometimes it, there is more men and than, than women. Yeah. Right. So I think that's where there's also a disadvantage where um, analytics show that and just you as a person where you want to sort of communicate to more women. But yeah. the men be menning. <laughs> the men be menning. Uh, like. <laughs> Yo, don't kill me. I will say one thing, though. Um, and I'm sure as a woman, you probably notice this when you post more provocative images or videos. Yeah. It's getting more traction than the ones that are covered. Have you experienced that? Because I've, I've seen other women bring that up. Yeah. And I wanted to ask, is that something you've encountered too? I think for me, not not really because of the content that I do post. Um, but there has been like some content where like I'm in a bikini, just like a regular, regular beach photo. And I would see that there's That's more men. Blowing up, yeah. Yeah, it's there is crazy. more men. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean... It happens, but I mean, you cannot control the algorithm. So, yo, algorithms—that's that's a whole nother story, man. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of ask you questions. I'm like, well, how do I? How should I kind of tweak this a little bit? And I'm because yeah. I still—it's always changing, it's mm-hmm. always evolving, and I'm still trying to catch up. And that's my biggest issue with myself, with what I do personally on with uh, my socials, and then obviously with the gift of gab. We're getting a hang of it. We're getting there, but yeah. you know. Like you said, you're always there. You're always a text away. So that's why I kind of yes. Um Yeah. So so being in this journey that you're on right now, what do you have planned? Like what's next? What's coming up? Um. So, yeah, starting next week, I will be full time in public relations and actually touching a little Wait, bit on. on. <laughs> oh, that's where I'm going. I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> next week, um, starting full-time in PR, and uh, my role is going to touch in a little bit more of, like, lifestyle consumer and a bit of tech, too, which is, like, a huge industry a lot of people are tech, talking yeah, about. yeah, yeah, I've seen, I seen this this more, uh, this this wave of black people in yeah, tech. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? And I think a lot of people are, are, are trying to, like, really go, every time I'm on TikTok, every time I'm online, it's, like, tech, how to tech, merge tech, into tech. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. like, the biggest thing right now. So um, I'm excited that I'll l- learn a little bit more about that, but... Yeah. Ideally, I feel like five years from now, I would love to kind of mix the both and make it sort of mesh really well. Um, so, again, being a full-time influencer. <laughs> being a full-time <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Uh, being a full-time influencer and maybe even starting my own agency. I don't mm. know. I would love to. It's something That's that different. I thought about. Yeah. Um, maybe doing it. And I think I would actually start with the micro influencers. I would start with the people who are small. Cause I think yeah. a lot of times there's always resources for the people who are already kind of there. They've already yeah. made it. And you know, I've had a lot of, um, I know a lot of PR agencies, especially ones in Toronto who are even black, but in order for them to le- even take you on, you need to have a certain following, a Your certain resume, niche, yeah. you know what I mean? So I feel like there's like an industry that's missing for the people who want to start. Yeah, there's a gap there. There's a gap there. And I feel like because um, of all the things that I know and all the things that I've had to learn on my own, I feel like I have the knowledge to be able to teach people who want to start yeah. at the very early stages. Because you, you've been there. You started where they were. And yeah. you, uh, not to say that you're you're freaking Kim Kardashian. I'm yeah. not saying that. But I'm saying you've had that experience of being on the ground. You started from the ground up and you've built your, your, your YouTube to... So how many I don't subscribers? Even know, I'm maybe even like 26 now. Shit, shout out to you though. Yeah. That's big. That's huge. And I'm like, I need to get back on there. I've been slacking. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's the short time. It's the short form videos. Yeah. I'm yeah, blaming yeah. the short form videos. Yeah, reels, YouTube shorts. Nobody yeah, is yeah. watching long videos anymore. Everyone has like our, our, our attention span has been cut to like three seconds now. It's actually really bad. Everyone, it's terrible. It's terrible. I was watching a video the other day and I was like, get to the point. Yeah. And I was like, God, everyone it's only has, been eight seconds. And I'm like, everyone, get to yeah, the point. Yeah, everyone has eight. Like, I feel like, not to say this loosely, but everyone has ADD now. Yeah. It's like, to, to for someone to sit down and read a book nowadays, it's terrible. Like, I try to force myself because I, there are times when I force myself to read books and I end up enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But to actually get into it is the hardest part. I agree. And that's something that I feel like a lot of us, especially in our generation, suffer from because we're always. Yeah. On our phones. You know what I'm saying? That's the hardest thing. Um, one idea I wanted to bring up, I heard this on the news the other day, This the aspect of uh, a creator house. You heard of that? No. Where, like, I think, I don't know who pays for the house, but um, it's, like, this, this, this environment. I think it's funded by, like, some type of corporation or whatever, and they'll bring on different creators, like, popular creators in YouTube and Instagram, and they'll be in this one house. And this house is set up to 
for them to create content. Interesting. Literally, and they're getting paid for these creators are getting paid for this. I think it's a Netflix series. It might be. I, yeah, I, I know they know. do Is a there, lot of US. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. frig. I wish some. Yeah. Anyways, I th- I heard this this idea and I'm like, yo, this is kind of genius. It's cool. It could it could play out very well. well. It could also who play qualifies. Like, who qualifies too? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's huge. It feels like. Would you do it? Going to creator house depends. Okay. Is it something where I can like leave the house and do the other things? Probably. Yeah, leave the house. Eh? But I also I also need my own space though. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Facts. Because you can tell like. You can tell when a lot of people put out content that isn't them. It's a little bit fake. Yeah. And it's like to be around that 24-7. Yeah. And then like what about the space in itself? Like what if I want to be behind this blue, yeah. you know, that you want to do that too? I guess there's like booking times Yeah, and there's stuff. probably booking times. But yeah. like what if like your content kind of in, like kind of conflicts with another creator's content? Yeah. Like you're, you guys have two opposing views and then your bedrooms are right beside each other? Yeah. And also too, I don't even know because I feel like you have a lot <laughs> <laughs> imagine though imagine like what like i'm picturing it you know I what i'm am. saying yeah imagine sleeping in the same room it's like you know what i mean it's like big brother oh, imagine that i love big brother are you I watching you big did. brother no i didn't watch it this season this, this is probably the best I didn't season watch it this, really this is the best season yeah i had i had the sean on i know I yeah, yeah it was a great episode yeah. thank you yeah, yeah yeah that was am i th- is it good you're saying yeah. really yeah i love it you should watch it shit okay. i actually never thought that i would ever go on reality tv but i actually signed up twice for reality TV. Which one chose? I signed up for Love Island. Oh. And I actually got an interview. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, things oh, changed. Wow. And I kind of just couldn't do yeah. that. Um, and I also signed up for The Bachelor. And I actually got two interviews for that. How many interviews are there? I think there's about three. I think it's depending on how much they like you. I think if they interview you and they really love you, they probably give yeah. you give you this, the position or whatever. But so if yeah. you get like the three, you're on the show type of thing. I assume so. That's crazy. Yeah. So Love Island and The Bachelor. That's crazy. Could you picture, you could picture yourself obviously on those shows. To be honest, I could think I can picture myself in Love Island mostly because it's more of like a fun dating space. Yeah. But I don't know about The Bachelor because that's like one man. Just, one yeah, you're, man. You're, you're fighting for one man. That's crazy. Yeah. And it's just marriage is the goal. The fact, you know? the fact that The Bachelor is so interesting these days is because I feel like Women have taken a position of like, no, men need to chase me. I will never chase. Like women will, I feel like women will never compete for a guy ever, especially in this day and age. Or maybe they're just capping because I see it a lot on Twitter. Yeah. You know, if I, if you have to, if I have to fight over, if you have to choose between me and this other girl, choose the other girl. Like that's okay. Thing, you know what I mean? So that's a little different. That's a little different. So okay. I see that, but the fact that that show is even able to run and yeah. operate, it's it's pretty interesting, but. Me personally, I could see you on. I could see you on uh, Big Brother for sure, one hundred percent. I could see you on Love Island too. I know. I could see you on Love Island, and what was that other the other show? Too hot to handle. Oh, it never. I could see you on that. I could see you on that. I could see you on Too Hot. To Isn't handle. Too Hot to Handle for people who like literally can't, like yeah, they like, want to have sex every two seconds. No, it's like you compete. Like you're you're aren't you like assigned to someone, and then like if you don't have sex, you end up winning like a male at the end. Yeah, like but that. everyone in there acts like they can't have sex for a week can't or yeah yeah that's so you don't even have have to act yeah but that's i'm losing money no because other people are making me lose money oh is that how it i thought it was just oh so so as a collective yes as a collective like oh yeah 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 you're right you're you're losing and i'm getting pissed i can't be on that show because i will tell you off oh shit i (laughs) forgot that's how because i thought it was like you're, you're paired up in groups you're still paired you're still paired but you you're Obviously, you're working as a team, yes. though, as a collective. Yeah. Oh, so the minute shit. you lose me money, I'm mad. So you, oh, I don't want to be on a show yeah. like that because yeah. I will tell you off. I will not sit there and be like, yay, $300. You know, yeah, like, no. No, no. I, no. Bro, you're on that. I don't know how long they're probably recording for. It's probably a long actually, time. Actually, it's but, not. Really? It's funny because when I actually was applying for those two shows, like, they tell you the show, it's only, like, about three to four weeks. Because Big, Tashawn was telling me Big Brother is, like, three, four months. Yeah, that's a little Which long. is, like, his whole season, obviously. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, you're secluded. You're in this one area. Yeah. You can't, you don't have your phones. You can't talk to your mom or dad. You can't communicate with the outside world. You literally have a, a set sketch. It's like, you're, to me, what I pictured was jail. Yeah. Just televised literally. jail. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And so, to be in that situation, you're, everything is getting, getting I know. altered. Right? I'm surprised it's even that long. It's so weird yeah. that it's that long because it's like... They spend every day together, and filming is only day. twice a week. Yeah, he right. said that like ninety percent of the things that happened in the house didn't even make the show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because yeah. I'm like, why would it need to be that long if yeah. you only post? It, it's only live like twice it's in a week. Yeah, that's great. Re- would reality- you ever go on? 
Reality TV? Yeah. I wouldn't. My, my cousin's actually on it. She's on um Real ha- Real Housewives of Miami. What? Yeah, yeah. That's so That's, cool. Yeah, yeah. She, we don't really talk. We're not. That side of the family aren't too close, but it's yeah. funny because, like, I see her on there. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, reality TV is a different game. You it's, have to yeah. meet, have, like, thick skin. Like, that's literally it. Because your whole life, you know, is on yeah. air. It's not even like you can go back and be like, can you please edit that? There's nothing, yeah. Like, you you, you, can't, you, you, you can't live a regular life no. after being on these shows. No. You can't work. I mean, maybe. But and you, you go really in thinking you're not going to cry. You're not yeah. going to meet anybody. And all of a sudden, it's like you're in the corner. Just and they're hugging you out. and just rubbing your back. And exactly. it's like, fuck. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, like, send that's me home now. <laughs> that's probably the worst, <laughs> This is <man>. embarrassing. <laughs> that's, the, that's probably the peak. That's probably peak vulnerability being on those shows. Yeah. Like, you have to be okay with that. You have to live with that. No, I don't know. You have to leave the show. You have to leave the show knowing your mom's going to see that. Pops is going to see that. Yeah. All your exes are going to see that. I mean. Your future or whatever is going to see that. Yeah. Whatever. You know? That's going to be like, damn. Yeah. You have to have thick skin. Yeah. I, I don't know. if I could probably do Big Brother. I do Big Brother. I don't want you. We should do it. I do a big brother. Alex has been talking about it for a minute. Alex? Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like Alex would be dope. I think he has a yeah. very calm demeanor. That's all you need. Yeah. Can't and I feel like, react. yeah. And I feel like a lot of people be like, I can't read him. Yeah. I get no. that all the time, to be honest. Oh, like, can we read him? Like, is yeah. he, is he, who's side is he on? But I think, yeah, I think it'll, he'll play really well. I'm going to sign him up. Yeah. you sign him up? Yeah, I'm going to sign him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just do it. <laughs> I just do it. as long as I know how to say like write his last name. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's crazy. <laughs> I'm Alex, I'm signing you up. <laughs> oh, uh, no consent needed. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta just listen to the episode. That's all you need. Yeah, no, that's that's funny. I feel like um, I, I would I would do it. Would I regret it? Probably not. Would I be nervous? Yeah. No, you might go on that show, and next thing you know, it's like you're in an argument or you're finding yeah. love. You win a hundred thousand. You win a hundred thousand. My boy's up about hundred hundred k right now. Like he's he's. Yeah. He's laughing. And don't you know forget, you got to kind of lie your way through that, too. Yeah, so it's like, you got to have, like, thick yeah. skin. It's different. He told me the secret is just to kind of, like, be be in the shadows. Yeah. You can't be in the front line no. making a mess out of everything. And, and you just, can't. You have to separate your heart, yeah, too. Because yeah. the minute you feel bad for people and you feel bad with the stuff, it's yeah, like you're it's not like, going to yeah, win. You're cooked already, so. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, oh, yeah, this has been a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much overdue. I say that to all my guests, but I mean, I sincerely mean that for this one. Obviously, we've been working together for like three, four months. Um, longer, you, Jason, think, Alex, probably longer than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like September, August. This is the first time I've ever. No, I lied. Second time I've ever had someone that's worked with the podcast beyond the podcast itself. So yeah. it's it's always interesting to, to have that that dynamic. So yeah. Um, before we wrap it up, though, you have any last words? Um, well, first, thank you for having me. Um, and no, yeah, it's been a fun experience, of course, you know, still creating content, still navigating career. Um, so yeah, I'm excited and we'll continue working together. All right. <laughs> Shout out. You heard it here first. More of Aaliyah live and direct. Tap in. We got more coming. <laughs>